You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 59 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your awfully wedded husband, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales about some males who done messed up their marriages before they even got started. It's going to be great. Heck, as men, we're always messing up in one way or another, but these dudes take the wedding cake. I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who clicked five stars on Apple Podcasts this past week. I asked and you answered. Got about 25 new ratings. A lot of people just clicking five stars by the looks of it. And that's all it takes. It really helps out. So thank you. We're at 978 now. So close to 1,000. Once we get there, as promised, I will shut the F up about them and just let them flow in naturally once again. Let's get a few wedding jokes in here. Compliments of upjoke.com. Then move on with the show. All right. What do Polish men give their wives on their wedding day that's long and hard? Their last name. (laughs) A man tattooed his wife's name on his penis to celebrate their 30th wedding anniversary. When he got home, he said, Honey, I tattooed your name on my wiener to celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. His wife got extremely angry and said, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to put words in my mouth. Oh, boy. Okay, one more. It's the morning of a couple's 50th wedding anniversary. They're sitting at the kitchen table having breakfast and reading the newspaper. The wife looks at the husband and says, You know, if this was 50 years ago, we'd be sitting at this table naked. The husband replies, You know what? You're right. Let's do it. So they take off their pajamas and resume their breakfast. After a few minutes, the wife says, This is really amazing. After 50 years together... My nipples are still as hot for you as they were on our wedding day. The husband replies, well, they should be. One is in your coffee and the other is in your oatmeal. 
right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home before the divorce. Episode number 59, Grimy Grooms. I've said this before, not a huge fan of weddings. My wife and I got married at City Hall, just got it done, didn't make a big deal of it. I don't enjoy the speeches, hate getting dressed up, despise mingling with a bunch of people I don't know. I don't have any slick dance moves either. Weddings just ain't my scene. The food and the drinks are okay though, that's where it's at. And sometimes people overdo it. I've known a few grooms who drank way too much on their wedding day and started off their marriage on some rocky ground. But that is nothing compared to the two dudes I'm going to tell you about, because these guys took their buffoonery to the next level. Okay. Our first story takes us to Groveton, which is a city in Trinity County, Texas. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Not Groveton, though. It has a population of only 1,057 people, according to a 2010 census. Let's check in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com to find out more. Groveton gets a 90 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 90% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 10,000, as opposed to 1 in 222 for the rest of Texas. So it's a very safe place, but let's be honest, with a little over 1,000 people, it's easy to put up those kind of numbers. Things would change, though, on Friday, October 4th, 2019, when a 36-year-old man by the name of Heath Edward Bumpus comes to town. Heath hails from the neighboring city of Crockett. Crockett is about 120 miles north of Houston. Heath is in town on business, the business of robbing banks. He enters the Citizen State Bank around 11.30 a.m. Let's get to know Citizen State Bank. 4.2 out of 5 stars from 10 Google reviews. A couple of them say the service is good, employees are friendly, typical stuff. But let's check out a 1 star from You'll See Me Shine from a year ago. He says, quote, I wouldn't put my money in any bank that doesn't allow me to legally carry. Take those signs down. End quote. Wow, okay, pal. Are you that insecure that you gotta be armed at all times? Put the weapons down. Make love, not war. Anyways. Back to the story, Heath walks into the bank at 11.30 a.m., and he's quick with this robbery, in and out. He tells the teller he's armed and to fork over the money. She gives him an undisclosed amount of cash, and he takes off, just like that. Ah, shit. I take it all back. If we had our one-star hero in the bank, I'm sure he would have taken care of business, shot Heath in the face, and everyone would have been safe. Now, the Trinity County Sheriff's Office is all over this action. They send out an alert telling everyone they're looking for a heavy-set white male wearing a dark hat and dark shirt who is considered armed and dangerous. That's a pretty fair assessment of Heath, although I'm sure most guys in Groveton fit that description. 
He has dark hair, thick eyebrows, and a goatee as well. A little more info they put out was he was driving a gray Ford Focus, with the last four digits being 1712. They had a couple of schools in the area on lockdown while they attempted to sort this out. I'm impressed with Sheriff Woody Wallace and the rest of the deputies here. They're doing fine work. They also got some photos of Heath from security footage and posted it on their social media. They're making all the right moves. Our guy is screwed here. It's only a matter of time before police close in on him. Back to Heath. He got into his Ford Focus after the robbery and took some back roads as he made his escape. Not bad work for a guy who isn't a career criminal. A couple of criticisms, though. He should have worn a disguise, some type of mask, you know, and parked his vehicle a little further away so no one saw him getting into it. Other than that, flawless work. He throws his clothes out the window during his getaway. He gets changed out of that dark clothing and into something more comfortable. And at this point, he's probably thinking, I did it, baby. This crime stuff ain't that bad. I may just have myself a new career. It's just then that his cell phone rings and he smiles as he answers. Hey, babe, it's his fiancée, and she is worked up. Hey, calm down, babe, he says. She goes, Heath, did you just rob a bank? Everyone's looking for you. Your face is plastered all over social media. Shit. And just as quickly as his criminal career began, it ended. Heath's fiancée convinced him to turn his sorry ass in. A few hours after he committed his first robbery, Heath walked up the steps and into the Houston County Courthouse and surrendered. When police searched Heath's vehicle, they found a gun and most of the money. Most of the money? I like to think after Heath told his fiance he'd turn himself in, he bought a couple cheeseburgers first. Or maybe got himself a nice juicy steak as a final meal before he inevitably went to jail. Let's get some more info on Heath here. At one point, he worked for the Crockett Fire Department and also Viking Enterprises Incorporated, which is an ambulance service. He was a paramedic. There's photos on his Facebook with them all geared up. His fiance also works in that field. They got engaged about four months earlier in June of 2019. Heath seems like a nice, happy guy, doing admirable work. Not a scumbag by any means. He has a good job. His fiance has a good job. So why is he out there robbing banks, you ask? I'll let Trinity County Sheriff Woody Wallace answer that question. Quote, He basically stated he was getting married tomorrow. He didn't have enough money for the wedding ring he wanted to buy, and he needed to pay for the wedding venue. His fiancée, who he was supposed to marry, was able to get in touch with him on the phone when she saw her post on Facebook. She knew it was him. She contacted him and asked him if he robbed a bank. She convinced him that she knew it was him. End quote. What an idiot. Yep, you heard that right. Heath was supposed to be getting married the next day. Jeez, I thought I was a last-minute shopper. There's been a few times I've been out there panic shopping on Christmas Eve, but this guy, he takes last-minute shopping to a whole next level. Hey, bud, ever heard of getting a loan? Plus, shouldn't you have that ring already? Or pay in advance for the venue? I have so many questions. I'm not sure where the wedding was supposed to take place, if it was big or small. Maybe his fiance was one of those bridezillas and Heath just said yes to everything, then realized, oh shit, I can't pay for all this. Eh, it's cool. I'll just rob a bank if everything doesn't work out the day before. Doesn't really make sense, though. The day before the wedding. Crazy. If you tried to pull this off a few weeks before the wedding, I'd get it. Either way, you gotta feel bad for this schmuck. And this is the exact reason I don't like weddings. You and your partner shouldn't be starting your lives off in a heap of debt. 
and it definitely shouldn't get to the point that you feel like robbing a bank is your only option to pay for everything. Unbelievable. Heath was charged with aggravated robbery and sent to Trinity County Jail. When asked if the wedding still happened, Sheriff Woody Wallace just laughed and said, No wedding took place that I know of. It didn't happen in my jail. <laughs> End quote. So yeah, looks like the wedding is off. I wonder if Heath's fiance stood by her man and they rescheduled the wedding date for when he gets out of jail. I'll see if I can get a hold of Heath and hopefully get an update. There's a few stories we've covered where I'd like to find out some aftermath info, and I'm hoping one day in the future to put an update episode together. As ridiculous as Heath's actions were, his heart was in the right place, and everything he did was for their relationship. Heath is now a convicted criminal, got fired from his job, I'm sure, so I wouldn't be surprised if his fiancée just decided to cut her losses. She probably wasn't super psyched to take on the last name Bumpus, anyways. I know I wouldn't be. Ah, oh, the things we do for love. Okay, that was a good one. If Heath's shenanigans didn't make you feel better about your marriage mistakes or wedding mishaps, the tool in this next story surely will. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's head on over across the pond to Liverpool, home of the Beatles. Liverpool is a city in northwest England with a population of about 500,000 people. Travelsafeabroad.com says this about Liverpool. It gained its reputation and fame mostly because of its world-famous football teams, as well as culture, the Beatles, and buzzing nightlife. Liverpool is a very dynamic city, always changing. New things are happening all the time. New businesses and restaurants. It is reasonably safe for a city of its size, too. Any reputation to the contrary that it might have is from a Liverpool of 40 years ago. End quote. Better than it used to be. Reasonably safe for a big city. Okay, got it. Let's go back in time to April 24th, 2013. Neil McArdle, the groom-to-be, is set to wed Amy Williams, his beautiful blushing bride at St. George's Hall. It's a famous grade one listed venue. I've seen some pics of the interior, and I'm telling you, it's absolutely stunning. I went on TripAdvisor, and here's how they described the building. Quote, Liverpool's iconic venue for heritage, tours, 
conferences, dinners, comedy events, weddings, and more. A unique neoclassical grade one listed building. End quote. Lots of positive reviews, too. 4.7 rating from 1,606 people. Jill W., five stars, said, quote, Our perfect little wedding. We came to Liverpool Register Office at St. George Hall on a sunny afternoon in January to get married. We were having a very small wedding, so wanted it as informal as possible, and the two ladies who conducted our service were brilliant. It was filled with music, love, and laughter. If you're looking for a registry office, this has to be one of the most beautiful as a backdrop for pictures. Surely the iconic St. George's Hall can't be surpassed. End quote. Rudy S., also five stars, said, quote, Did the History Whisperer Tour. Excellent way to see the prison cells, courtroom, and the wonderful interior of the hall. Staff very friendly and knowledgeable. End quote. Okay. Courtroom? Prison cells? Hmm. Could this be a little foreshadowing of what's to come? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, we got 36-year-old Neil McArdle. Hey, 36. Same age as Heath. Weird. Just goes to show you, even as we mature, our problem-solving skills in high-pressure situations can still be pretty lacking. Neil here, he reserved the date for the wedding, but was embarrassed when he realized he had forgotten to fill out all the necessary paperwork. The right to marry forms. He didn't fill them out. This means without all the paperwork submitted, he didn't actually have their spot reserved at the venue. They wouldn't be getting married that day. He would have to book it for a later date, inform everyone that he'd messed up, etc., not wanting to fess up to this huge mistake to his future wife and disappoint the guests and all that, Neil came up with a brilliant plan. If he called the venue and told them there was a bomb in the building, everyone would have to evacuate and they'd have to reschedule through no fault of his own. He'd then use that extra time to submit the proper paperwork, reserve a spot, everybody wins. Bingo, bango. Foolproof plan, right? What could possibly go wrong? Let's see how it plays out. Neil makes the phone call from a booth near his home. He tells the receptionist, quote, There's a bomb in St. George's Hall, and it will go off in 45 minutes. End quote. After that call, they put the place on lockdown. Cops searched the entire building. Bomb disposal units came in. It was a whole big thing. Of course, after a few hours, they found nothing, and the building was reopened. Neil and Amy went to the front desk to figure out what their new time would be because everything was backed up on account of the bomb hoax. The receptionist couldn't find them in the system. She said they didn't have a wedding booked for that day. A confused Amy looks at Neil, and he just crumbles right there on the spot and confesses to calling in the bomb scare. And it's in that moment that he realizes he fucked up. Police come in, and he's taken into custody. At a hearing in Liverpool Crown Court, Neil pleads guilty to a single charge of communicating false information with intent. Judge Norman Wright is a guy you don't want to mess with. He had no sympathy for Neil and found no humor in the situation. He pointed out the timing of this bomb scare. It happened nine days after the Boston Marathon explosions, which claimed the lives of three people at the finish line. That's a good point. That must have been on the minds of police and frightened employees at the time. It was all over the news. Here's what Judge Norman told Neil in court. Quote, I just don't accept that the penny dropped on the night before the wedding. You're an intelligent man with a degree. Maybe there was an ambivalence in your mind about the wedding and suddenly you got yourself into quite a predicament. It seems that you buried your head in the sand until the day of the wedding. End quote. Desperate times call for desperate measures. The unimpressed judge went on to say, 
Your call to St. George's Hall must have struck sheer terror in the heart of the person that received the call and fear in the minds of the people who are charged with the responsibility of the safety of people inside the building. You knew that the wedding couldn't take place, and you didn't try to level with your partner. Instead, you tried to weasel your way out of the situation. It seems there was a betrayal of trust in your relationship. I hope you learn from this experience, but you have to understand that bomb hoaxes are extremely serious. End quote. Damn. Judge Norman dropping truth bombs over here. It was a selfish move on Neil's part. He ruined other people's wedding days while instilling fear and panic in the employees and police as well. And for what? Just so he didn't have to tell his wife that he made a boo-boo? Yikes. I'm sure Neil thought he might get a fine and some probation for this offense. Nope. Judge Norman wanted to make an example of him. Neil was sentenced to one year in prison for his major lapse in judgment. Amy must really love this dork, because six months after the incident took place, her and Neil were still reported to be together. They aren't married, though. The engagement's off. And they don't have any marriage plans in the foreseeable future. I'm sure if they do end up tying the knot, they will have to find another venue, as I'm sure Neil is no longer welcome at St. George's Hall. A year seems harsh in my opinion. Maybe a month with one year probation and a fine would make more sense. Oh well, glad I'm not a judge. Let's see what the people think. The Daily Mail comment section is always buzzing with reasonable, well-thought-out opinions. Let's get a few. Red says, quote, Recently, a young couple neglected their baby to death. They did not go to jail. Unbelievable that this idiot got a year. Again, British justice at its finest. End quote. Yep, and sadly, it's not just Britain, though. There's inconsistencies everywhere. You gotta get a good lawyer and hope you get lucky with a lenient judge. What else we got? Stephen pipes up and says, I appreciate that what he did was wrong and that a custodial sentence was appropriate, but 12 months? People may have been frightened by the threat, but no one was physically injured. Violent criminals are either only cautioned by the police or are given a minimal prison sentence by the courts. Why can't judges be tougher on violent crime? End quote. Fair point, Stephen. I agree. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, we got Dave99. And he says, a year in jail is better than the life sentence he would have gotten at the altar. <laughs> LOL. LOL indeed, Dave. LOL indeed. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 59, Grimy Grooms. Hey, those weren't the worst guys in the world. Just a couple of boneheads with poor problem-solving skills. I wish them all the best and their bright, bright futures. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. All right, it's listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. This softcore crime confession comes from Emily. She says, Howdy, Leroy. So when I was 19, I thought I was really slick. I wanted to wear makeup, but thought it was bullshit that women were conditioned to wear makeup by society and had to pay for it. Naturally, to solve my distaste with society, I started shoplifting makeup. Everything went smooth for a while. One day, after picking up some weed from a dude across state lines, I stopped by good old Wally World. That's a nickname for Walmart here in the Midwest USA to do my dastardly deed of stealing makeup. 
After picking out the eyeliner I wanted, I scuttled around the store until I found a good spot to slide the eyeliner into my coat pocket. Then I proceeded to go and buy car air fresheners, because I didn't think it was right to steal those. I get out of the store, go home, and begin my evening. Smoking, doing my makeup, regular chilling. Suddenly my mom knocks on my door and says, Hey, two cops are downstairs looking for you. I am shocked as I say, Mom, that isn't funny. She goes, I'm not joking. So full panic sets in. I had completely forgotten about the makeup I stole and immediately assumed they were here to get me for my marijuana use. I went downstairs and they took me out on my front porch and grilled me about my Walmart trip earlier. It was honestly a relief. In my head I'm like, oh, this is just over the makeup I stole? That's not so bad. But out loud, I am lying my ass off. No, I didn't steal anything. No, officer, I didn't steal any eyeliner. But then the weather starts to get to me. I'm on this front porch in the middle of December in Kansas with no coat and no shoes. They keep grilling me. I keep lying. I don't want to get arrested. Finally, they good cop, bad cop me and get me to spill the beans. I was also cold and tired of them asking me questions, so I copped to it. They made me go get the eyeliner upstairs and turn it in for evidence. I ended up not getting arrested, but getting a ticket to appear in court. 12 months of diversion and $1,200 later, the petty crime of theft is off my record and I haven't stole a thing since. Don't shoplift, kids. Walmart will send the popo to your house. Thanks for the awesome show, Leroy. I love when a new episode drops. Emily. Well, thanks, Emily. I appreciate that. And man, a $1,200 ticket? Court appearance and interrogation from the cops? Yeah, I can see how that would be enough to scare you straight. Crime doesn't pay. Well, it does, but sometimes it just ain't worth it when you get caught. And that's how they get people to admit things. Just grill you with the same questions over and over again till they get the response they want. They get false murder confessions that way. So I don't blame you for confessing about a little makeup. Hey, I at least respect the fact that you weren't willing to steal car air fresheners. That shows morals. It's funny how there's some lines we aren't willing to cross. I like that. Send your listener confessions to excuse me, that's legal at gmail.com. And like my pal Emily here, you too could have your story played on the air. Okay, I'm just going to start doing the Patreon shoutouts once a month instead of every episode. I kind of make a big production out of it and then I just say like one person's name. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but um, I can see how it might get annoying. So none of that this time around. If you want to support the show through Patreon or PayPal or follow my ridiculousness on TikTok, join the private Facebook group or email me, check out my sources, whatever it may be. Links to all that good stuff can be found in the show notes. That's it for now, my friends. Meet me back here in another 10 days and I will happily serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.